Welcome to the Closer to You, Lord podcast. Welcome back to the Closer to You, Lord podcast. I have a question for you, and it's a question that I should be asking myself every single day, as should we all, and it is this, how dead are you? It's an odd question, um, but it came to me after I contemplated um, a very interesting parable that Jesus gives that's found in Matthew 13. He spoke, saying, Behold, a sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seed fell by the wayside, and the birds came and devoured them. Some fell on stony places where they did not have much earth, and they immediately sprang up because they had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up and choked them, but others fell on good ground and yielded a crop, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Amen. In this parable, you see a field, (laughs) you see a sower, you see a seed. And within that field, there are different things, right? And what's interesting is that the seed is the word of God, which is why Jesus tells us, if you hear, if you have ears to hear, use them, Um, hear the word of God. And there's a sower, which it might be me, it might be someone else speaking into your life. Uh, And then there's a field, it's the dirt. And that's what we are, we are dirt. And it's a bit interesting to think of, but something that a good friend of mine told me is that dirt is dead. And in the moment that she told me that, I disagreed with her. But I went home and I thought about it a little bit and I realized that she was right. So what is dirt made out of? Little crushed rocks crushed into the tiniest little pieces. It's made out of things that have lived and died. When I think of dirt, I think of earthworms and roly-polies and whatnot. But the truth is, those things are not the dirt. They live within the dirt, the same way that a plant lives within the dirt. Um, It grows from it, but it is not in itself dirt. Now, when those things die, they they come to be part of that earth. Amen. But again, it is not alive in and of itself. However, there are many living things within it, both good and bad. Galatians 2.20 tells us, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And again, that is towards the question, how dead are you? As a Christian, I profess that it is no longer I that lives, but Christ that lives in me. And 
Sometimes that seems like quite a bit to say, especially when I don't feel close to God or when I feel like my sinful nature is trying to spring up in me. Amen. But truly, the word calls us to be crucified with him. Amen. And granted, there is resurrection. Christ is the first fruits of that. But first, we have to be dead to ourselves in a way. So we are the dirt. And the seed is the word of God. We're dead, but there is a seed growing in us. And that is the word of God. Amen. But there are also many kinds of seeds out there. Within this parable that Jesus spoke about, there were thorns, right? And the thorns had seeds and that seed sprang up and choked out um, the good seed, which is what we don't want. But to put it for you in, in, I guess, more practical terms, seeds can be doubt, they can be hatred, they can be occult practices such as paganism or New Age or whatnot, um, Buddhism sometimes, or all the other things, really. Um, Jesus said that he is the only way towards the Father. They can be fear. Um, they can be so many things that are not of God, but a field filled with good seed only produces good seed. <laughs> it's very interesting. It's a biblical principle. Um, you will know the fruit. Uh, you will know the tree by its fruit, right? Um, I, I'll, I can't tell all the kinds of seeds that are out there. Um, amen. But if that seed gives a plant and I don't know it then, eventually that plant will give fruit. And then I will absolutely know what it is. I'll give you an example. I'm not the best at identifying things. Um, and there are two plants that look pretty similar to me at least. And that is like the cherry bush and the olive bush. They don't grow close to one another. They have very different habitats really. I've never seen them right beside each other. But let me tell you something. If I pluck the fruit from the cherry bush and it is a cherry and I eat it and I say, yes, this is a cherry. That plant is 1000% a cherry bush. <laughs> um, but what kind of seeds can we find in Christ? I'll let you know. There are seeds of love. There are seeds of joy. There are seeds of peace, forbearance, which is long suffering kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And these are not, uh, these are the fruits of the Spirit. They're, they're very interesting and they're so beautiful. Um, and we need good seed. That seed being the good and beautiful Word of God. Because we, in and of ourselves, are not good. We have some characteristics that might be good. Amen? But... A Psalm 14 speaks a little more about goodness. It says, The Lord looks down from heaven on all mankind to see if there are any who understand, any who seek God. All have turned away. All have become corrupt. There is no one who does good, not even one. You might be thinking to yourself, I'm a good person. I have done good. But the interesting thing about God is that he is outside of time in the way that we experience it. He knows what you did in the past. He knows what you're doing now. 
and he knows what you will do. And that is so profound. So when he judges you, he doesn't judge you for what you think he knows of you. He judges you for your entirety, which is a terrible and frightening thing outside of Jesus Christ. Amen. Um, so really, it is our job in any way that we can. Amen. Uh, praise the Lord to be in the good in the good graces of God, and that can only be done through Jesus Christ. Another thing too is that the Lord is righteous. He doesn't judge us the way that we do. Um, there are things that might be bad to you that are good to me, and again, there are things that I might consider to be good that you might consider to be bad. But Amen. The Lord, He wrote the law. He has the ultimate book. Amen. And if it is not good in his book, it is not good here on earth. Amen. If it is good in his book, it is good here on earth. So considering the fact that he knows everything and he has the ultimate say on what is good and what is bad. Indeed, there is not a single person that is good. We cannot pay for our own sins. Um, we can repent. Amen. But the price that has to be paid for what we have done here on earth is not something that you or I or anyone here on earth outside of Jesus Christ can forgive or pay for. Now, what are the works of the flesh? What are these things that are not good? We have a short list here, um, and there are many more. And it is found in Galatians 5, 19 through 21. And it says, now the works of the flesh are manifest. And what is the flesh? It's that human part of us that yearns to do things that aren't right, that aren't righteous. Um, that we might know there's a very small still voice in our, in our head telling us, ah, this might not be right. But we ignore it anyways because we want to do what we want to do. And the worst of the flesh are these. Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in times past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Amen. Now, if some of these things, amen, sound, if some of these things make you angry, uh, if you start manifesting, amen, I rebuke the devil in the name of Jesus Christ, and I do it seriously. I know that I joke a lot, but I do do it seriously. Amen. Because sometimes we hear that certain things are sins and we don't want to hear it. You say, actually, I don't mind that one, or I don't think it's actually bad. And amen. We ask the Lord for forgiveness above all else, asking for forgiveness and understanding. You are not made for the flesh. You are made for the glory of God. You are made, amen, for that love, for that peace, for that long suffering, for the kindness, for the goodness, for the faithfulness, for the gentleness, for the self-control. Amen. You are made to glorify your Father 
who loved you, who made you, who sent his son to die for you. And so many more things, amen? But it was for none of the bad things, amen? Um, And thankfully, the more you listen to the word of God, which is the good seed, the more opportunities you give for the fruit to live in you. Um, And there's a very interesting case study about this in the Bible, about the fruit of repentance. Um, In Luke 3, it says, oh, and I'll give you context. Uh, There was this man, his name was John. Um, He was a wild man, amen. He came a little before Jesus. And basically, he paved the way for Jesus. He announced that he was coming to a people, uh, to the Jewish people at the time, who really um, were set in their ways, were not right in their ways, and needed a savior as do we all. So people would come to him and they would come to be baptized, um, in which they would be convicted strongly of their sins. They would go to be baptized. And he said to them, you offspring of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Therefore, produce fruits that are consistent with repentance. And do not say to yourselves, we have Abraham as our father. And I want to pause there and say this to you. Saying we have Abraham as our father was simply for them a way to justify themselves. They would say, well, I know Abraham. He is our father. And to them, that was a way for them to get a pass, right? It was a way to say, actually, we're pretty holy. We're fine. We don't need all this repentance and all that. And sometimes we cling to whatever righteousness that we perceive to have. For them, it was their heritage. Um, But truly, before God, none of that stands. Why? Because God knows the heart. He knows your mind. He knows your intentions. He knows everything about you. And certainly, the things that your forefathers did does not guarantee you salvation. It actually can't save you. (laughs) Amen? Uh, It might help you along your way. Uh, For example... If you have a mother or a father or someone or a grandmother or grandfather that's praying for you, indeed, God hears those prayers. But ultimately, your salvation has been paid for by the Son. Amen? But it's yours to claim. You have to take it. So, um, further on, Jesus says, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. It doesn't matter if Abraham is your father. It doesn't matter if you think that you are righteous. Jesus says he is the way, he is the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through him. There's a lot of people out there, you might be one of those uh, people, that are looking for truth. I think at one point or another, all humans kind of sit back and say, well, what is the meaning of this? Where is God? Does he exist? Um, <laughs> and we've all, we've, all, we've all been there. And God is the Father. He created you. He created you in his image. He loves you. He wants you. There is no one that wants you like him. But Jesus says, if you want to know God, you have to come through me. Furthermore, Jesus says, if you had known me, 
you would have known my father also. From now on, you know him and you have seen him. Meaning, if you know Jesus, if you seek him, you know the father. And you have found the father, which is God, which is the creator of the universe. He is the one that set all of this into motion. So, amen. If you're looking for answers, your answer is Jesus. If you're looking for a father, your father is through Jesus and is in Jesus. Amen. If you're looking for a friend, look no further. So, amen. I hope this gives you some things to think about. Amen. I hope this plants a good fruit, a good seed in you, and I hope that it gives fruit a hundredfold. Amen. If the Lord would so prize me and prize your life. And I also want to take this moment to pray for you. Father God, thank you. Thank you, Lord, for this person that is listening. Thank you, Lord, for the good fruit, for the good seed. Amen. That you have put in each and every single one of our lives. Thank you, Father, for your love. Thank you for your creation. Thank you for your long-suffering. Thank you, Lord, because despite the fact that every single last one of us has strayed, you have sent your Son, amen, to pay the price for my sins, for every single last person's sins here on earth. Father, I pray that you prepare our hearts for the word, that we might be like a fertile field, amen, that we might die to ourselves so that your good seed may fall and give its fruit. Help us, Lord, to not lean on our own understanding, but to truly seek you, to pray to you, to ask you, Father, are you there? Do you love me? And to receive the answer that you have for each and every one of us. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen and amen. Thank you for coming to the end of this podcast. May the Lord continue to bless you in his truth. If you are interested in more details about this episode, the summary section contains useful tidbits. Please consider sharing this podcast so that it may be fruitful. God bless.